What's up, Internet? How are you? All good? Good. We're going to try and keep this one short today in terms of the intro, but I hope you're all well out there, because I am too. Although it is bloody freezing in this goddamn shed. I really should relocate somewhere else, but, you know, the gimmick is... The one gimmick is it's a guy in a shed. So, in the shed we shall stay until it becomes untenable. You're doing good? Well... Even if you're not, let's relax. Let's sit down and talk about some Warhammer. Because this is episode 12. Doing that from... 12? Yeah, 12. Fuck it, 12. It's episode 12 and we are going to do the history of the Ogre Kingdoms this week. Obviously we're jumping on the bandwagon for Total War Warhammer 3. Having blah 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 blah. Ogre Kingdoms blah 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 blah. So, I'm doing some research. All of that nonsense. And let's get into it. I'm not even going to call the sound guy. Here we are again on the show. So hello everyone, episode 12, as I have already said, Ogre Kingdoms. I've been looking forward to this one because they are they're not my favourite, it's the race I like in Warhammer. I think they're fun because they're idiots. There might be something to that. So before I talk about their history and their faith, I'm just going to do the biology, essentially. Just like a little description for the uninitiated who maybe are looking to get Warhammer or get into Warhammer or just want to know about the lore because that's why you're here, law. And so I'm going to do a little description of what they look like, which is the the average ogre is 10 feet tall. They're big. They're chunky. They're 10 feet tall and horrifically fat. But beneath that fat is layers of dense muscle. I would actually compare them to, like, a modern-day you know, Japanese sumo, in that they look really fat, because they are, but at the same time, there's a certain degree of strength and athleticism involved. That was a... That was a good word, athleticism. Yummy. So, they're big guys. They've got big protruding guts. And that is a, a sign in Ogre society of wealth and status. And all of the nice things we spoke about with Greasus. I think I touched on it there. But the fatter you are, the better you are. And as said last week, Greasus was the chunkiest boy. So he was the best boy. But big ogres, big power. All good. Now, they tend to have dramatic levels of strength they'll eat people whole they'll rip them in half they'll rip the arms off of giants and enslave giants who the average for them from what i've read is about 15 to 20 feet numbers vary so it could be 10 to 20 feet 20 to 25 feet but giants are bigger supposed to be stronger but that clearly hasn't worked as we shall discuss today when we get into the law be about their religion they worship the great moor i'll get to that don't you worry so where did it all begin? Now, the ogre's origins aren't really officially stated. Oh, I can hear me getting my beverage. They're not really officially stated. Now, it's sort of theorised where they came from, because a lot of things like the lizard men came from the great old ones, so did the elves, I believe. So, my theory and the theory that's presented in the game world by the high elves is that they are creatures that were created by the great old ones, who are essentially gods, whose whole purpose was fighting chaos and the idea is they're creating these super warriors to do battle with chaos because even in the lore they're able to man to man fight a chaos warrior in terms of just power and punch him into oblivion until he's no longer consisting of life pulse sorry about the obvious little cut there i had to quickly uh, have a beverage because my throat is dry i've just walked the dog so 
They're physically strong, however they have the mental capacity of, I would be generous to say, a child. They are not smart. They have this mentality of, I'm bigger, I'm stronger, I get everything in the world because I said so. Which isn't indicative of intelligence, but you know, they're fighting people with guns. And although the ogres have guns, they're kind of primitive. Like, I wouldn't fuck with dwarfs. Like, those bastards are their iron breakers and shit. But ogres do commonly fuck with dwarfs, which you have to respect. They fuck with giants, they fuck with humans. They... If you're in ogre turf, they're going to fight you. Just for shits and gigs and because they're hungry. Because that is another trait of their physiology. That they actually share with halflings, which is mentioned in the lore. Some philosopher from Nuln, the Empire City, whose name shall remain forgotten by me. And I'll have to add that in post or maybe next time or at the end. Something like that. Words. There's a theory in the Empire that they come from common heritage of halflings because of the whole ravenous hunger thing, but they think the ogres might have maybe been a mutation of them, or the halflings were a mutation of ogres. Yeah, it's not really delved into all that much, but it's a theory and it's there, so it has to be spoken about at least a little bit. So, a little bit about the physiology and psychology of them. They're always hungry and they're big chunky bastards. There's nothing fancy. I think their culture is probably based off sort of pseudo-ancient Mongolia. So like the Mongols, sort of steppe tribes that were nomadic and stuff like that. Even from their general aesthetic in terms of like their facial hair and stuff, it kind of looks that style of Mongolian um, stuff like that. But that's just... That's just my theory. I'm sure other people say differently, but in real life, there's not tribes of 10 foot tall people that can rip the arms off of 25 foot tall people, so it's fantasy, guys. Have fun with it. It's meant to be cool and interesting and entertaining, so it doesn't necessarily have to be realistic. So, their origins are shrouded in mystery, but what what's known of them is they originally inhabited the Great Plains and Great Steppes uh, near the land of Cafe, which I'm I'll do that sometime. They're quite cool as well. And they were just roaming tribes, going around, eating things. They weren't even as murderous back then. What a time. And they were just wandering these great plains, living their best lives. Now, eventually, they ended up wandering a bit close to Cafe. And because they have this mentality of, I'm the biggest, I'm the strongest, blah, blah, blah. I get everything. They just started eating people for essentially just, nah, it's there. I'm hungry, it's there, I'll eat it. And the, the great dragon emperor, he, he did not approve this at all. He was like, oh, eating my peasants, how will I get my taxes? Um, be gone with you, foul giant men. Fuck off. And what happens next is a tumultuous, I believe would be the word, event that completely changed the ogre race forever. In that there is an apocalypse level event of a meteorite as it comes smashing from the heavens in embeds itself in these great plains and only the ogre tribes that were the furthest away and the most powerful and strongest ones were able to survive this event as this meteorite came down and just bam just whammy just fucked them up and left a hole in the ground miles deep that some say might even go to the core of the planet now the ogre population is decimated they're, they're buggered right up the Japsy. <clears throat> so what do they do? They have a prophet who leads his tribe. I should probably say his name actually because I actually wrote this down and now I've got to play a round of my 
page trying to find it. Yes, yes, one ogre named Groff Onefinger, or something along those lines. He took his tribe through the dread storms and the barren wastelands and this horrible, horrible environment that is just not suitable for life anymore or ever again. And he found the Great Moor, this huge hole in the ground that, to his description, was a hole full of sharp rows of teeth and pulsating muscle, a great, a great mouth and more that could devour his whole race and still hunger for more. However, ogres are idiots known to embellish, so it could just be a big hole in the ground with some pointy spikes. Who knows? However, it is also theorised that it was a meteorite summoned by the, the Astromancers of Café, or Café, I don't really know how it's pronounced, and they summoned and pulled this meteorite from the heavens and smashed it down upon them, And or it could just be random chance, or it is actually a god. It's also theorised that, due to the ogre's belief, it eventually became a god within uh, the realm of chaos, or yeah, stuff like that. So, now what? So, we can't live here. Let's go somewhere else. So, the race as a whole, not in one unified bunch, but mind you, but as a whole, the whole race just went, we're out of it. Other than a few diehards who were like, nah, I got this. I'm going to live near my god. Fuck you. Other than those outliers, the whole race migrated. And they migrated in the direction of the mountains of Morn, the huge mountain range uh, to the east of the Old World. So if you've seen a map of the Old World, you see where like Sylvania and the Dwarf Kingdoms are. Keep going east. And they made their way uh, in that direction, which I believe would be southwest from where they were. Could be mistaken though. So they make their way there. And it's a horrible journey. Many of them die. Only the fit and the strong survive. The ones they leave behind, they're never seen again. They're left as prey for the saber tusks that are following these tribes. Saber tusks are like saber-toothed tigers, but with the, the giant teeth on the wrong side. They have giant tusks rather than giant fangs, if that makes sense. Imagine a saber-toothed tiger with a reversed jaw. That'd be weird. But yeah, imagine that. But they eventually made their way to these mountains, these huge mountains that pierced the heavens. And they found what they thought was a, a land of plenty. There was giant animals, there was thunder tusks and stone horns, which are big, scary, bastard animals. That's all I'm going to say on the matter today. <laughs> They're big, scary, bastard animals. But they also found fields and herds of woolly mammoths. Now, woolly mammoths are big. Bigger than elephants in the real world. So, they provide a lot of food and... The ogres start extinguishing these things. They, they're hungry, they've come through this horrible journey, and they think they've found paradise. They have not found paradise, they have found the home of the Sky Titans, the fathers of giants, if you will. Now, I couldn't find an accurate read on how big Sky Titans were. I would estimate somewhere around 40 to 50 feet. But from some descriptions, it seems one of them could feed a tribe for months, and other times they could sort of fight them. Not on equal terms, but they could fight them. So I'm kind of thinking, and it does say as they get older, they get bigger. So I'm thinking maybe a young one would be like 20, 25 feet, and an old one, like maybe 60 feet. I've got no idea. But they're the precursor to giants, apparently. So, what comes next? 
but a glorious war amongst the clouds as the ogre tribes move in and start besieging the sky titans who are hermitus i don't know if it's a word solitary we we'll use solitary because that's a word that i know is a word they're solitary by nature so they don't have a kingdom or a banner i mean if they'd all unified under one banner it would have been over pretty damn quickly so the ogres start besieging these sky titan fortresses and just slaying them one by one and every time a sky titan falls their population and their strength goes with it it's they're getting weaker whereas the ogres they're getting stronger as so they're getting better fed they're eating herds of mammoths they're breaking into sky titan stores and feasting and just generally having a whale of a time now it's not to say it was one-sided because the sky titans one they're massive two they had herds of mammoths who will fuck you up Three, they had cannon. So, it, it's not to say it was a one-sided slaughter, but it was a slaughter anyway. Now, as the ogres moved through, they found the mountains got larger and pierced the skies higher. But they also found the sky titans got bigger, to the point where they began to believe that these mountains they were finding were the original sky titans who had just become the mountain. I, I never said they were smart. I said rather the opposite, if you remember. But, eventually, down to the last scrap of meat, they devoured this entire race. They've caused an extinction through hunger. And what happens next, you ask? They eat. They eat and eat and eat and eat some more. They, they found the land of plenty they were looking for. And nobody's going to take that away from them anytime soon. However, it would be no military force or diplomatic negotiation that would cause the ogres to eventually leave these beautiful mountains that I have misnamed multiple times today, I'll be honest, because I just scrolled a little bit more down and was like, oh, bugger, it's not the mountains of morning, not there yet. So, sorry. But eventually this, this almost like irradiated gas or dust cloud from where the Great Moor impacted began to blow towards them. And most of the ogres went, fuck that. And they chose to migrate yet again towards the Mountains of Morn. I, I told you they'd get there. However, some of the dim bastards stayed behind and went, ah, I don't live here. I like it here. It's good times. Good times to be had by why am I growing white fur? And over time, they eventually um, regressed and became these primordial creatures, these giant savage things uh, known as yetis or yetis as they spell it in games workshop but it's yetis damn it I don't care what anyone says they're yetis and they became yetis and they're incredibly rare but they get around and they fuck shit up same as an ogre does and that's all I have to say about that so they uh, migrated and found like oh well that's all gone tits up I guess we'll just go look for a new homeland because why not? So eventually, almost all of their tribes, and you have to remember, these aren't just like a few tribes, this is their entire population, uh, migrates yet again, and they go to a different set of mountains. This time, it is the Mountains of Morn, because reasons. And they found, again, another land of plenty with beautiful hunting grounds and kind of everything they wanted. However, however... These mountains were not occupied by these huge giants. Oh, no, 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 gentlemen. 
These mines were populated by Greenskins and Skaven, and even a few Dwarf colonies and mines. Now, if you ask me, Dwarfs I don't fuck with. I mean, I can take or leave a Skaven, I can fight a Skaven man to man and probably beat it in a fist fight. But a Dwarf or an Orc? Nah, I don't fancy my chances there. So, eventually the Ogres, through great difficulty, are able to route the Skaven, route the Greenskins. They're out of the way, and they begin to battle with the Dwarfs. Now, when they fought the Dwarfs, they encountered a problem in that they couldn't, you can't break the Dwarven military spirit. They will sit behind their walls, they will shoot at you with cannon, which even to an Ogre is going to kill him. And they're not going to fight you hand-to-hand -hand the way an Orc would. What they're going to do is they're going to sit behind their walls, do all of that, and then when you break through, they're going to hamstring you and cut you in the neck when you're down. But raw power um, preceded them and smashed the dwarfs to pieces, and the dwarfs there uh, unfortunately did lose their colonies and were eaten, as were the Greenskins and Skaven. So the ogres have found a new home in the Mountains of Morn. What would they do with that new home, you want? you're wondering? Well, of course, eat everything there. And then go, well, oh, bugger, we ate everything again. So, <laughs> eventually, they come up with a problem. Because they always want to throw their weight around, everyone fucking hates them. So, they had a few problems in the northern peaks where there was these barbarian tribes of men that worshipped dark gods. The chaos gods, guys. You know, like corn and shit. So, the ogres eventually found this large stone that they later called the Challenge Stone. And it was essentially a shrine to the dark gods that the men of the north were using to, you know, worship their gods. It had foul symbols and. Things like that of that nature, you know what I'm talking about. You you, you all know, you're not uneducated in this kind of thing. You know what a foul symbol looks like. So they decided, man, we want this stone too. Because we're bigger and stronger. It's ours. So, to hell with you. So, they know that this stone is a challenge to them because it has ogre skulls on it. So they're like, right, <clears throat> whoever's stone this is, I'm going to beat them up. So the first thing they do is they kill everyone who's near the stone. And then they replace all of the nice little dark symbols that have been there for a while. And it's like, oh yay, chaos. And they replace it with um, their own symbology of the Great Moor. Or whatever tribe has currently got stone in their possession. Because you put your tribal markings over it to show that, oh, we, we took on the challenge and we beat them. And it is rewarded. The tribes that have their symbology on there are rewarded by none other than... And we're going to say his name one more time. <laughs> I'm not going to say it. I'm not, I'm not prepared to say it. Grease's Goldtooth. I'm not prepared for the whole name today. The Trade Lord guy, who we covered last week. He rewards them with a prime seat at his table for feasting. He, he showers gifts upon them for going, ah, I guess you're alright. So this continues for a horrific amount of time. And it's just kind of left open to whoever wants it. Whoever can take it gets to claim it. Now, the most recent one would be the Bloodmore tribe and their tyrant, Folg the Mauler. I'm bad at names, guys. We all know this. As I said last week, a tyrant is 
the leader, but I'm going to cover that tomorrow. Tomorrow we're going to do a little section on how their society works, because we're going to, you know, we've done their physiology and a bit about their religion. Tomorrow we're going to do a bit about their society, and we'll see where we land in terms of their law, and then decide again. So, they currently have the stone, and again, law, stop being written, meh, whatever. What happens next is an event known as the Battle of the Blizzard. I'm not going to talk about every battle they fought, by the way. I'm not going to do all of their battles, because there's, there's, there's a few. They're very uh, violent. But Battle of the Blizzard is just a good one, because they get to fight the... I think it's the Norskans. And that's going to be good. But, that's all we have today, ladies and gents. I hope you enjoyed this. I'm trying to get better, but I appreciate you listening. Have good whatever you do. Have fun. I'm bad at the outros. Why is the outro my bane? Ta-ta, everyone. Have a good time. Big love. All of the nice things.